Hey guys, welcome back to It Is Finished. I'm Bethy. And I'm Helena. And this week, our episode is going to be led by me. And before we get started on this episode, make sure you have checked out our last episode, um, which was about the parable on the prodigal son. So, as you can tell by the episode, um, it's going to be about worship and just like a little backstory about why I chose this episode and like why I chose this topic specifically. Um, growing up and just like a misconception that I hear about a lot is that worship is what Christians do on Sundays, right? Um, it's known as something like singing or praising to a worship song and giving glory in the spirit or like physical realm. So I'm not saying like before, because I know I said misconception, I don't want you guys to think that those aren't forms of worship, right? But where I'm, what I'm going to touch on and like most importantly, what I'm trying to like make known is that that is like a subcategory. It's not the only way of worship and it's not what worship is as a whole. So what is worship, right? Like, okay, I get that those aren't the only ways. So what is worship? First thing I did was like Google the actual definition. And I want to say before you guys are like, why would you Google it or whatever? I just, we're speaking English. So like, I just like to Google what specific things that I want to like talk about and mention, especially something that it's like this big of a topic, you know? Just so yeah, like perfect. everyone's on the same page. Sorry. Yeah, and I feel like most people who don't know what these things are that are looking from the outside, the first thing that they're going to do is Google it. So it's good to get that perspective too. Yeah. Um, so Google says that worship is a feeling or expression of reverence or just deep respect and adoration for blank. So in our case, it's for God, right? Um, now that we have just the English definition again, it's a way to like get a different perspective or like get a concrete definition and understanding of what that word actually means. The second step is to look at what Jesus says about it. Note that if I like, for example, if I searched up crystals or like witches or something, you're going to get a definition that might not align and most likely won't align. It'll say something like that brings inner peace to your soul or something. So it's always important to look at, okay, this is the Google definition. This is what it means in English, I guess. And then what does Jesus say about it? And that's what really matters. Okay, so turn to John 4, 21 to 24. So this is Jesus talking to the Samaritan lady. And I think we've even referred to this story once before, but um, he's talking to her. And at this point, she doesn't know who she, uh, who he is, right? Um, before 24, or even up to 24, he doesn't, she does not know who he is, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that she doesn't know that he is the son of God. She believes that he is just a prophet. And I don't, I'm not going to read the earlier verses, but um, he tells her some things and he's like, go get your husband, bring everyone. And then he, she's like, um, she doesn't have one. And then he's like, right, you have, you've had five, right? Um, and then at that point, she's like, oh, okay, you're a prophet. And because he is Jew, she reminds him that, um, she as a Samaritan, along with her ancestors, um, worship God on this mountain. They're on a mountain. So I'm going to read starting from 21. Actually, Helene, do you want to read? Yeah, sure. <laughs> 21 to 24? Yep. It says, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on his mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. 
I'm not going to say anything yet. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Yeah. So key thing here is Jesus makes it very clear that worship will no longer be constricted to a location, but rather by spirit and truth, right? So what does spirit and truth mean? And most importantly, what is worshiping in spirit and in truth mean? Um, first thing to note also is that he says, when Jesus says um, worship in spirit, notice how he told the Samaritan lady, the hour is coming. This phrase, if you guys don't know, is used a lot in the Gospels, and it just refers to Jesus alluding to um, the hour of his crucifixion, and most importantly, the time of salvation. But what is very important to point is that there is a need for Holy Spirit in order for there to be worship in spirit and in truth. And that might seem like, duh, but mm-hmm. at the point that he's talking, that didn't exist, right? He's talking about a time where there will be worshipers of spirit and in truth. And I'm not saying that the worship back then is far worse than the worship now or like now is better or whatever, but obviously there's a reason why Jesus was speaking these things. And it's just a different, more intimate worship that we see with Jesus, right? After the death of Jesus, we see that before she was saying on this mountain, you were to worship, right? Worship was a location. You had to be somewhere and meet God there. But Jesus is introducing her to a new type of worship, a new type of life, and really a lifestyle that's different. Um, So main thing here is Holy Spirit must be present. Now is the how. Like, how is Holy Spirit present? As we all know, when you accept Jesus into your life, Holy Spirit enters. But just because he enters doesn't mean he's always present, right? In Philippians 3.3, um, it says, for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Jesus Christ, and have no confidence in the flesh. Here, Paul says that we are circumcised as a metaphor for cutting out desires of the flesh and states that because we worship God in the spirit, we must not have trust in the flesh, right? So is worship in the spirit a church thing? If worship in the spirit means losing trust in the flesh, like Galatians 5, 16 through 18, walking and being led by the spirit, no. But before we talk about what that looks like, um, worship in truth was also another thing that Jesus mentions, right? So in order to understand like what worship in truth means, we have to know who is truth, what is truth, right? A very known verse, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus, right? Look at Jesus' life. The way he lived, right? We can very clearly see that the way he lived, it didn't, he didn't go off of his emotions, right? And sometimes that we, some things that we just have to understand is that what feels good isn't always truth, right? Isn't always true. What worshiping in truth means, living in truth means bringing light like Jesus did in calling things out for what they are, even if it makes us, and we see Jesus being uncomfortable, right? I mean, he didn't say it, but we can see by even humbling himself the way that he did and asking for a drink of water, for example, to the Samaritan lady. That's uncomfortable. I'm sure he didn't feel comfortable asking that, but he put himself in those situations to bring out truth and to call things for what they are. One last thing I have about truth is most importantly, our worship, right? And our lifestyle must be rooted on the foundation 
of God's word, which is truth. And like I said earlier, right? Jesus is truth. God's word is truth. How do I know that? John 1, 1. God and the word are one. People have this misconception of it's like singing and jumping up and down in church on a Sunday, you know? And trust me, I have this misconception as well. But if you're clearly what we're getting at is it's more of um well it's obviously that's part of it now you can literally it's not just on Sundays but you can do it in your room in the car or whatever but it's more than just those specific actions but it's also like a mindset and a lifestyle like you literally everything that you're doing in your life can be worship like anything that you're doing that contributes to like putting your life towards that mocking and truth like resembling him that's literally what it is which sounds like it's not like even me saying that out loud it doesn't sound right by the definition but I guess that's just like what the world is like twisted in your mind I guess which can go for a lot of things which is really sad but yeah it really is a lifestyle and that's kind of where I was headed with the rest of the episode is kind of just like, okay, now we know like what spirit, um, what worship in the spirit means and worship in truth means, but like, what does it look like? What does it actually look like to live those things out? Um, yeah. If you haven't caught on by now, like through our two seasons of doing this thing, like most of the things that we talk about, there are some definition that most people think of and they think it's like a, like you go and you pray in your room and that's it. Or you go and you do this and that's it. But it's like a continuous everyday lifestyle type of thing. And that's literally what this whole thing is. And almost every episode we were talking about how to incorporate these things that people perceive as like one and done things into your daily lives. Because it's not... And that's what religion is. It's just like rituals. Like, let me follow this. The relationship is literally just like doing things daily to strengthen that not just like checking things off your list yeah exactly so starting with just the physical aspect of your life right um we know that well in order to worship in the spirit right and like i said earlier galatians 5 16 through 18 that means to be led by the spirit um trusting in well not trusting your flesh, right? And not having confidence in your flesh. So in order to live that out, we have to go by and we have to practice the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Another thing, walking, worshiping, and the spirit starts from the way you talk to and about people. For that, use Jesus as your example. Proverbs 13, 3, death and life are in the power of the tongue, right? Remember, in Galatians 5, it says the spirit and flesh are contrary to each other. So like I read earlier, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, right? There's also fruits of the flesh, and those are jealousy, adultery. For a second, I don't know when I like realized, but <laughs> I didn't think of thoughts as like something physical and I mean, I don't blame myself. I'm not trying to like hide myself up or anything, but like, 
I think it's because we always think of like thoughts as like mental and like physical as like mm-hmm. outwardly things. But if we're just doing physical and spiritual, thoughts are actual physical, like they're physical things, right? So um, the thoughts that fill up your brain, right? They're a result of just being mindful of the thoughts that you fill up your brain, right? Um, again, like I said before, he's the God who searches the minds and the hearts. Another touchy topic I want to say um, that unbelievers and some believers because i can't even say only unbelievers and i can't yeah um don't understand is why cursing is bad i'm just gonna read james 310 it says out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursings my brethren these things ought to not be so these words are from the flesh and they're not spirit felt um filled and that is why um walking in the spirit and cursing is not a form of worship it is not let's go back to the definition of worship where it says feeling or expression of respect and adoration you can think of it glorifying um exalting to the lord cursing is not under that and i'm not trying to condemn anybody that goes about this i have a disclaimer at the end but i'm i guess i'm gonna say it many times just because mm-hmm. i'm saying like your thoughts should not like the thoughts that you fill up your brain like i'm not saying that my thoughts are perfect um i'm human just like every single person in this world and i'm mentioning these things for myself and for everyone else so that we can be mindful okay like actually the things that i think are either like are they glorifying or are they not and i know you might be like i can't even control them but really you can because it goes back to the things you listen to and the things mm, that you i was watch. just gonna say yeah refer back to our episode where we talked about music and also i feel like we talked about it multiple places but also i think it was our second episode yeah we were meant to speak promises and just the declarations that god has for us not to degrade each other right um, remembering that, okay, look, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He's called the Holy Spirit for a reason. And so everything we watch, TVs or movies, listen to, music, radio, podcasts, must be honoring, right? Um, worship means to honor. It means to respect and exalt the Lord. Um, another t- touchy topic. Um, mm. What? It oh, might yeah. sound a little direct with how I speak just throughout this episode and again i want to say that i'm not trying to condemn anyone for doing any of these things like if you curse i'm not you're bad you're not a real christian like i'm not trying to say that so i just again really want to make that clear um i'm trying my best to speak truth and again like i said earlier the truth isn't always comfortable this is not comfortable for both of us i'm pretty sure but we're doing it because it's truth okay so another thing people question is why believers are known for wearing modest clothing so um i've seen a lot of things on tiktok about this and that's how i know it's a really controversial topic first thing i want to say is that it is out of worship plain point and simple at least what i believe people do it for i don't i can't speak for everyone but i personally wear modest clothing out of worship and by modest i think a lot of people have different ideas of what that means I personally, I'm not to say that I like I wear long sleeve t-shirts and um, wear only pants and like don't show any skin. That's not what I'm saying. Like I said, it is out of worship. It is out of honoring and respecting what this body is, and that is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, and that is why I choose not to reveal and make my body a place for adultery. 
But also, like, people genuinely believe that what they wear is a result of if they get raped or not. And it's sad to say that that's actually, like, a common thing that girls have to, like, look out for. But where I'm going with this is actually Matthew 5.28, where Jesus says, But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery within his heart. My point that I'm trying to make here is that I don't want to be, I don't want to trap somebody. And I know that I would get a lot of hate if a lot of women heard this right now, but I don't understand why women, again, I'm not trying to condemn people, but certain women will get mad that a guy is catcalling them or looking at them weird when they're wearing revealing clothing. And I don't want to set up somebody to sin, you know, and that's, again, first it's I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit and I want to honor and glorify the um, temple but i also don't want to be a reason why somebody sins and looks at i'm not trying to again like lift up myself yeah. but you know what i'm saying like and a common thing is like men should be able to like control themselves and like not like but at the same time like if you see um a muscular man walking around without a shirt you're not gonna just like not look at him mm-hmm. as a woman i mean some people like obviously i'm not gonna you know what I'm trying to say, okay? Like, obviously, I'm not going to be drooling over nobody, but it's just, like, obviously, you're going to look and see, right? And it's just, that's literally, chemically, how men's brains are. Like, there's, that's just how it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you can't just expect them to, like, not saying that, you know, they should do anything more than just, looking but or like the thought that's what i'm really looking at is like if they go anywhere past that then that's a serious obviously it's on them that's a problem but just on that level that's what's expected honestly um and a lot of people say i do it for myself i wear it for myself but it's like you're not looking at yourself while you're like out yeah um another verse that i wanted to turn to is romans 12 1 where It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So it says here, like clear as day, right, that how we present ourselves, how we present our bodies. And again, that just sums up everything that I've said with the physical aspect. Presenting our bodies, it could be like literally what we're wearing, the way we talk, the way we think, the way, the things that we hear, everything like that, um, presenting ourselves and making it pleasing to God. That is true and proper worship. Yeah. And another verse that I wanted to bring up was Romans 13, 12 through 14. It says this, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in daytime, not carelessly, drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, not in debunkery, not in dissension, not, I mean, and um, jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. I know I said I was going to bring up a disclaimer, so here it is. <laughs> We by no means are saying that we're perfect and we mean this for each and every episode. Like everyone else, we are changing and we are trying. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never gossiped. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never lied. I'm not going to sit here and say I've 
been proud of everything that I listened to, watched, etc. I'm not. Um, but and I can say that, that for myself times a hundred of what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Um no one is perfect. And with that I wanted to move on to your spiritual life and what that means in terms of worshiping in spirit and truth, right? Like we said before, I'm pretty sure, but if you weren't in that episode, We've said that your physical life is a representation of what your spiritual life is like, right? We said a couple episodes ago that repentance and continual change of heart and mind occurs through close communion with the Holy Spirit and happens as he fills more and more of his word in your heart. There is no worship without the Holy Spirit. And most importantly, the Holy Spirit teaching you the word of God, right? Unless you have that wisdom and understanding, you won't, you won't be able to know how to live it out. And that only comes through him teaching you. The close communion must also have a strong foundation, aka your prayer life, right? The quiet time that you have with the Lord in prayer, in the spirit confessing truth, right? There is no worship in truth without you confessing truth to him. If you don't come to him with the things that you're struggling with, honest and openly, instead of saying, hey God, like everything's good, da-da-da, and it's like... <laughs> He knows everything's not good, you know? You want to come to him truthfully and tell him what it is you got on your mind, what it is you're struggling with, what it is you're happy about, what it is you're thankful for. It must be in truth. And I say, I don't know if I've said this actually, but I say this to people all the time. One of my most like important and valued personality traits and just like traits of people that draw me to like a friendship with them is honesty like genuinely if there was no honesty in any friendship or relationship or whatever that i have or had no it's just and i'm sure that goes for everyone (laughs) we all love honesty and guess what Uh, same as with god he loves honesty and he loves truth he is truth so of course he would want truth back to him right like she said honesty is probably one of the most important things And speaking to myself and literally everyone, it's just funny how we think how, yeah, I guess we think if we don't directly speak something to God, then it's not in the light or it's like, we don't have to worry about it. But like she said, and like we all know, he literally knows everything already. Um, He doesn't need the honesty for himself to like know what's going on, but it's literally just for that relationship, for that intimacy, because yeah, he doesn't need it. Um, Just like he doesn't need the worship or he doesn't need anything, but it's for you. So all this to say, worship is a lifestyle, right? However, don't get me wrong or don't get us wrong, right? Worship can look like dancing to see a victory by Elevation Room in your room, right? Or crying to Refiner by Maverick City Music in your car, or even a Sunday morning praise bake at your local church. However, something I want to make very clear is that worship is complete submission to the Lord, right? That complete submission and exaltation cannot be just a Sunday thing or a morning thing. There is no partiality when it comes to the kingdom of God. It is continually honoring and glorifying God with each and every single thing you do. Remembering the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the one that lives within you. There's a reason why Jesus told his disciples before his crucifixion that it is better that he goes, right? 
We should never take for granted the gift of the Holy Spirit Jesus left for us, the convenience and overall the power that resides within us, right? Power given to each and every single person who confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Um, overall, this message is to help us and really open our eyes on how we should carry ourselves according to the power and the holiness that we carry. Remembering that this, like Helena said earlier, is not religion where Jesus is tucked in a part um tucked into a corner right in a part of our lives but rather a relationship with your creator that lives as close to you as your own breath uh, because of this truth we choose to glorify him in all that we do right it's a choice i choose to dress modestly i choose not to curse i choose to watch what i listen to i choose to watch how i speak to others because I have a relationship with my creator and he's so close to me and he's so holy that because I am his friend, right? And I am adopted into um, his family and the family of the kingdom of God, right? I choose to live according to his will and resemble Jesus because at the end of the day, we're here to know him and make him known. And that can only be done by worshiping him in every aspect of our lives so that not only we can see him, but other can see, other people can see him and the change that he's bringing into our lives. So they can be like, whoa, there's something different about her. What is that? Like she has joy, but she's living completely different from the rest of the people. Like why? Who's this Jesus, you know? And that way his truth is shared. And most importantly, they get to know him and start a relationship with him. And then they can tell more people and people can actually know the truth and the way that they're supposed to live their life, not according to other people or what they feel or other things like that. I think that is all for this episode. Um, I just thank, we just thank everyone for listening, for tuning in 36, 37 episode strong and not really sure mm -hmm. but it's a lot and we're approaching our one year which is so crazy so we just thank everyone who's like stuck with us this whole year because that's so crazy yeah. i hope that like it's i hope you guys got something i mean i would think that if you're still here um so just know that we appreciate each and every person we of course appreciate god just for giving us this platform and like we genuinely look forward to this time and like we both love talking so this is just our cup of tea and then the fact that we get to do it about like jesus is just makes it so much greater and so much more meaningful so um yeah we just thank you guys and we hope that this at least opened your eyes more to what worship is right it's so much more than just church um it's really just a lifestyle and how you live according to the purpose and the life that has been given to you through Jesus. So, uh, yeah. And Helena, if you want to say our usual closing, since you're just so great at it. <laughs> I literally repeat the same thing every single time. I feel like you're so tired of it. But as we always say, if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, please do not hesitate. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you already know where to reach us. I think we, it's literally on our page as well, um, wherever you're listening to this. But Instagram and TikTok at it is finished podcast. Email at email is it is finished pod at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, literally anything. Just 
communicate with us. We love talking to you guys. Um, next week, I'm leading the episode. So if you guys have any suggestions, just let me know. Yep. Um, yeah. So we just thank you guys, like we said. And we will see you guys next week with our new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.